Yes, bud! Little girls, this seems to say, never stop upon your way. Never trust a stranger friend. No one knows how it will end. As you're pretty, so be wise. Wolves may lurk in every guise. Now as then, tis simple truth. Sweetest tongue has sharpest tooth, bud! I'm excited, buddy. Yeah. I'm excited. As much fun as we've had with our summer of the fall of the winter of the dead and a couple bonus episodes and a Christmas episode, we are finally, finally getting back to our original format. And I'm excited. It's been so long. I'm not even sure I remember how to do this properly. <laughs> but before we get any further, I, I better let everybody know who I'm talking to. And, and obviously, it is the Raging Cajun. It is Hogzilla himself. Tibu, what's up, buddies? How you hey, doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. And that over there is Boss Tuna. And we are the Joe Blow Horror Show. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> hold on, review, rate, discuss, uh, horror and break down, movies. and break down horror movies, not horror films. And, um, shit, I'm botching it. I don't usually do the intro. Uh, fucking A, I'm, I'm excited too, because it's been a minute and we had just switched the formula. We had just switched the formula up for how the episodes were going to play out right before we started the epic Romero whole other half of the year series. <laughs> yeah. Um, it ended up taking that, but yeah, th this is going to be great to get back to it get back to our regular our regular uh shindigs or in back in the swing of things and i don't know man um it's it's it we're in the middle of winter it just started freezing down here down south uh i am the raging cajun and i am also uh imbibing in a few enchanted herbal herbs. enchanter and it's funny pre-show we were talking i think we recorded our first summer of the dead episode in may <laughs> maybe yes. even before that and we were like oh we'll have it wrapped up by august what a fucking joke that was next year because i i really love doing this um franchise breakdown like this next year uh we we, we well, uh, next year listen to me i'm still <laughs> in 2021 mode <laughs> it's 2022 motherfuckers um we we have to we have to get we have to get this down somehow. We got to get it down. I don't know what franchise we're gonna do yet, but whatever we do, we gotta we gotta make that baby work for a, a summer into. I would say into fall could kind of work, but we gotta get we gotta get some of these these awesome, you know what 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 the listeners have come to expect from Joe Blow. 
we give you guys a bunch of little fucking fun things to nibble on, and then we give you something to feast on. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't get the feasting until you hear the zipper. Oh, but, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in the garage, back in the garage, not around the fire pit anymore. It's below zero. We've had a spell of below zero. And even in my garage, it's you can see my breath. Yeah, it's like you're fucking stuck in a ghost dick over there. Yeah, hurt near, hurt near. And I'm excited because we're we're just gonna get right into this. If I remember how to introduce these shows, we are gonna be on our first leg of the trip. So we're headed to the drive-in, and the movies we're going to see at the drive-in are The Company of Wolves and Caliber. Company of Wolves is our old one from '84. Caliber is our new one from 2018. But before we get to that point, we are going to have some fun on our first leg. One of our fan favorite segments is coming up. That's going to be Shot in the Dark with Mark Nato. We've got our horror happenings, our discussion topic. Got our shotgun reviews. It's knock the dust off and and let's get into this, huh? Yeah, dude. Um, What I always like to do is... When I when I'm on a trip, on a good road trip, heading out to the to the fucking theater, especially the drive-in, which I've been to several times. Um, in Louisiana, it's not a very popular thing, but when I lived up north, or when I've when I've been traveling for this job, uh, I, I've happened upon a drive-in. So uh, for this job, I'm talking to you, like the listeners fucking don't know what I, I work over the road, so I'm I'm away from home sometimes, and what I like to do circle back around is i like to get fucking blitzed all right mm-hmm. Blit, blitz and a beverage so good sir why don't we stop in at our favorite fucking place obviously the teddy twister is always on our way so let's roll in let's see what they got on tap tonight our buddy We're slashing pussy in half. Give us an upper on our best selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout. All right, we got white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy. All right, before we hop out of this Winnebago here, I'm going to grab something. I've actually brought my own glass, and I hope they let me in the bar, but I'm going to try to see if you can see. Oh, that is amazing. It's a joke <laughs> show fucking pint glass dude yes sir yes sir oh that is so cool holy shit gotta give a shout out to our honorary third co-host which is the busy b he's the honorary fourth co-host the fourth fourth co-host yes yes we got we can't forget about double d hell no and he he made this glass so i'm breaking it in tonight um i'm i'm yeah, it, I can't believe he, he's like, I showed up to work. He's like, Merry Christmas. And it's awesome. It's a Joe Blow Horror Show glass. He's in the process of making a handful more. So you know what that means, right? Besides the fact that Tibu is going to get one. I might have a couple extra to give away to our listeners. So stay tuned with that. And thank you fucking busy B man. He's yeah. the, he's the best. Everyone go listen to episode 50, the shining of Absolutely. Joe Blow horror show because busy B is all about that fucking overlook haunting. 
Yeah, he brings it for that one. So, but I'm oh, gonna yeah. hop right into uh, my one of my two beers, and I've got a couple specialties from Lua Brewing, and the first one is called Mistakes Like Fractures. This is an IPA with Mosaic, Citra, and Galaxy, and I'm saving the best for last, or at least. I'm expecting it to be the best for last. And I'm going to show you this one here. See if you can see what that picture is. It's a skull. Uh, it says Sawain. Sawain. Yep. Sawain. A little bit left over from the Halloween season. I almost forgot about this one. I had it hiding. This is a blood orange hazy IPA. So mm. I've got some expectations for that. I know you are an IPA guy. I, I think yep. it's your your favorite and yep. i've got ooh, next episode man i think i think should we should we give a little snippet or a little teaser of 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 the the other bar we're stopping into or are we just going to surprise them with that on our second uh, journey yeah no no one's ever heard of this place <laughs> wink wink no yeah let's keep it a, let's keep it a surprise they okay got, they got okay to the next the next the next part of the fucking road trip to hear it yep yep we're definitely after this we'll we'll definitely pull into this one wink wink i think they good. might recognize this bar but the <laughs> twister here is hopping and i'm gonna have them pour me this beer here so good sir what are you drinking tonight um I, i've got the tried and true um i've got the voodoo ranger imperial ipa we've all we've all heard about that um any listeners who haven't go listen to any episode i uh, usually have this beer again um, oh yeah, yeah. Pour it, pour it, pour it, pour it. Fucking hard now. Um, <laughs> hard, hard. Okay, I wanted to break it. Would you, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> that dude's voice is. So yes, up. I love um, it. <laughs> Billy Gum, or whatever the fuck his name, Jane Gum, Jane. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting off topic. <clears throat> I also have a juicy, uh, Juicifer ipa tonight um there was there was a beer i wanted to pick up it's actually brewed in hammond louisiana but it didn't have the alcohol percentage that i wanted but i will pick it up yeah next time so you know i'll i'll be bringing that to the to the table um here at the titty twister but yeah man how's that taste pretty good you can really taste the um i mean mosaic citra galaxy those are some 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 hearty hops it's it's pretty legit you can see it's the color is really light it's um very citrusy it's it's like it's a grapefruit i wanted to say too i'm glad that you brought up like a preference thing um because in our in our instagram chats we, we've got a group going on between uh boss tuna i and ricky and uh from well he's been on joe blow and he's he's over at uh my show and um he, he was calling me an IPA guy, but it's like, yes, I love IPAs. I really do enjoy that. The, like the bite that they have and the taste it's, it's, yep. it's great, but I am always, always a stout man. I fucking love those, those chocolatey coffee beers that just, Oh, they, they, they're so heavy. They, they, I don't know to me, those are best had, not it's a on a hot beer. Yeah, you don't have that on a hot day. And so in Louisiana, you know, we don't have that many cold days. 
but I'm also again on the road. That's why I've got the tried and true. It is what it is. Oh yep. shit. Oh fuck. Oh damn it. This happens every fucking time. I, we- I only had one sip of this beer. Yeah, let's get out. I don't want to turn into a fucking vampire again. I don't want to fucking shoot Harvey Keitel tonight. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we're running for our lives into the Winnebago here. <laughs> Let's just turn on the TV and get some uh, get some news updates real quick before we uh, get too far down the road. What do you say? Yeah, let's see why, right why all these vampires the are again attacking Actually, everyone here. Every time. Every, that we have every time. News. We are receiving unconfirmed reports of random acts of bizarre behavior and mass confusion from all over the city. Well, as we broke in with earlier, there have been widespread reports of confusion and erratic behavior as well as rabid-like symptoms being reported all over the city. Now, whatever's happening does not appear to all be All right, a well, I'll go phenomenon. first. I've got a couple couple quick little news stories here for horror happenings. I always like to pick something a little bit different, a little bit off. And the first one that I'm going to come with, this time of year, you're going to see a lot of this. I mean, we're... we're you know, end of the year, beginning of 2022, everybody's got their top horror movies of, you know, 2021 or lists. I found an article that was pretty interesting on IGN and it was IGN's worst rated. So worst rated movies, not, not just horror movies. It was our worst rated movies of 2021. <laughs> Rolled through the list. And Hold I found on. a couple. Can I guess one? You Yes. Yes. I want to. I want to say. I got two of them on here. One of them is going to be. Yeah, go ahead. I I want to guess that one of them is Venom, the new Venom movie. No, okay. I thought people were like mad about that, except for people who got it. Type deal. I didn't see the movie. I haven't seen the first Venom movie. I want to see them though. I love Tom Hardy. One of them was actually Spiral Book of Saw, and they gave it a three. No. A three. No. Incorrect. F. Mm-hmm. They get an F. The reviewer, not the movie. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, again, you got to take all these with a grain of salt. But, yeah. Well, I'm going to bash them. I'm going to bash them right now. Who wrote that article over at IGN? I, I didn't even look because I don't really – like, I'll just scroll through and look at the rating they give, but I don't take any credence over it. I don't I, – I just don't care. Mm. more or less it was a discussion topic and i think a lot of people are going to be following more in our camp that yeah it's not the best song movie but it's definitely not bad not a fucking three nope jesus christ Another one that i haven't seen is night of the animated dead and that is the night of the living dead the og it was the animated version and oh, oh wait I, I did see that actually yes yes i did see it i was gonna say oh, wait. I, I know out? I've heard someone talk about it and they said it's literally a shot for shot, just animated version of it, but they give that one a two. A when two. did that come out this year? Yeah, this year it's, it's oh, new this year. Yeah. I didn't even hear about that. Did I, I'm going to look into that. Holy shit. There's yeah. no way it's a two unless no. the animation is crap. No, no, no. I'm trying to think if, yeah, I, I can't remember if I've seen it. I mean, dude, I, I look, I love animation. I really do. Um, it's one of my biggest influences and I, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, maybe even, well, no, you probably know, like I draw, you know, here and there. Oh yeah. I used to draw, I used to draw a lot more, 
so I love animation. Uh, it was my first film love was animation. Um, I can throw that back to Lion King, but um, there's no way it's a two unless the animation no. is just really dog shit to look at. I was gonna say because you're changing nothing. It's it's the exact same story, characters, probably the same dialogue, unless the animation is, like you said, dog distractingly crap. bad. Yeah, it can't be. But no, I thought that was. I thought that was was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna rattle off my second one here, real quick while I'm at it, because it's gonna carry in with carry on with the zombie theme. There is I've seen a lot of buzz about this, but Netflix has a new show coming out. It's a Korean show. It's called All of Us Are Dead. It's a zombie uh, series. Yeah, I saw that. Lots of buzz. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. So I wanna, January 28th, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. Yep. I've seen pretty much all the zombie stuff on Netflix and, and it's all, I mean, for the most part, I, it's all at least watchable. Some of them are very good. So hold on. What's the, what's the one, um, about the sky or something like, no, 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 no. Um, black summer. Oh yes. Yep. I haven't seen the second season of that yet. Ironically enough, but the first one was good. First one was excellent. Okay, I, I I've been having I've got that in my to watch list. Yep. Um. So that I'll probably man I can't double dive I can't do two shows at once. I'll probably save Black Summer, just keep it on the back burner for now. But I'll dive into the Korean one. All of us are dead. Black Black Summer is was a very a very fast watch. So I I've I've, I've heard a lot about Homebound. Just to go off on a side tangent. I'm having a hard time keep up keeping up with that one. It's it's a Korean one as well too, where these demons come and you can kind of like foresee your death and they come and eat you up. That one I'm having a hard time finishing, but that sounds good. A lot of people like it. A lot of people like it. But Black Summer I thought was a very easy watch that just flew by. I mean, I was watching an episode a night with that. So, what do you got for uh, your your couple horror happenings? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to, I got, I got three of them. I'm going to say the first one real quick for anyone out there. Again, uh, I was saying I'm a fan of animation. If you're a fan of attack on Titan, the anime series, it's final season. Um, the part two is going to premiere. Well, actually it'll be out by the time you hear this on Funimation or Crunchyroll streaming. So if you're a fan of that series, I've seen the first season. It's incredible it's fucking brutal and it's it's really chilling uh the whole concept at least it's it's fucked up if you don't know what attack on titan is do do you boss tuna no i I think i've heard of it but i don't know what it is so the, the basic idea or concept of the show is that humanity is living in this or there's at least this one city it's three concentric circles and uh, that's the way the city's framed. There's three walls, and the richest live in the center. And the further out you go, the poorer they are, the less they have. Whatever. On the outside of the third wall, the war in the world, the whole world, there are these titans. It's just gigantic naked humans that are they don't communicate verbally or at all. Really, they have freakish faces, and uh, and they eat people they eat you and in the show 
they bust into this fucking city. Okay. So it, it, there's zombie-esque things going on because of the eating the people. But sounds like imagine, I maybe get into that. It's it's oh, got a, quite a few seasons. Uh yeah. I'm, again, I've only seen the first, so I don't know exactly how many there are. But I know that the final one is happening now. It's a it's a big deal in the anime community. Um, it's it's popping up in the horror community because of the again the subject matter. The the show the show itself has a lot more emotion and character. Uh, like the it's character driven, really. But so there's so much in it. And I've only seen the first season, so there you go. But I'm excited to one day dive back in and, and, and watch it all the way through. Anyway, that took longer than I wanted. In other horror happenings, <laughs> one of my favorite actors of all time has been tapped to play Dracula in the upcoming Universal Pictures horror comedy Renfield. That actor is Nicholas fucking Cage. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Dude. That's going to be legit. And he gave a, an interview for um, Variety magazine, and he was saying that his influences for this film, uh, you would think maybe, and he did, he did go back and study all the great performances like Bella Lugosi and um, uh, Gary, Gary Oldman, but his biggest influences are Gabriel from Malignant, and um, I'm probably going to fuck up pronouncing this, but uh, Sadako from Ringu. Those are his okay. two influences for his Dracula performance in this horror comedy. That's going to be interesting. Nicolas Cage is always interesting, man. He's yeah, yeah I love him. I, I I think the 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 crazy rage cage that we've gotten over the last handful of years is maybe just a gem. I mean, it, it might it might be my favorite rendition of him. <laughs> the the self-actualized meme was is, was he the one that was in national treasure movies right yeah he was great in those he, yeah i mean that's that's completely that was like maybe at his pinnacle or peak of normalcy and then it just went downhill from there when you say downhill but i don't know about that well, man i meant as far as like his i mean he, well, let's face it he's fucking crazy he's batshit crazy uh he's like a normal so. person yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's crazy to be honest. I've 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 read well, a lot of interviews. He it really I, well then. Oh yes, he yes. Is. Yeah, he definitely does. But I, I've read a lot of interviews and listened to him in a lot of interviews and he's 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 an artist. He really is an artist. I think, I think he just what, doesn't give a fuck. I mean, it was just Yeah, he, no, he don't. He don't give a fuck. But on the show, he was wandering around Louisiana without shoes and socks on wandered into a bar and just racked up this crazy bar tab and they didn't know who he was. Yeah. yeah. And he was well, like I'm, blackout drunk, like stumbling, just a puddle. Look, the man lives his life. Right. But, but, yeah. but, but I think, I think, yeah, I think he's an artist and I think he's, I think he's over some, some people's heads in, in a way, even mine, <laughs> to be honest, to an extent, but I, but I think he's great. I, I, you know, Nicholas Cage aside, the biggest news of the year for me, my most anticipated movie of 2022. Um, I got a little treat. Director Lee Cronin, who made um, The Hole in the Ground, he, he sent out a, a picture over Twitter of his editing bay. And he said, deep into this intense cut, 
this is the year of the deadite. The new Evil Dead movie, the newest in the in the franchise, is going to be coming out on um, HBO Max ex- exclusively, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of perturbed, and I hope that it has a theatrical. Uh, yeah, I really do because I want to go see an Evil Dead movie in the theaters. Still haven't done that, unfortunately. And and man, dude, the Evil Dead, the original, just had its 40th anniversary, and they screened it in theaters everywhere across the country and i didn't go for the for the event it was an event thing so you had to go right. for like a night a night or two uh, um, there's also an evil dead game coming out this year and they managed to score every cast member from the original film as well as cast members from throughout the entire series of films and the tv show to lend their voices to the video game so that's fucking that means ellen sandwich that, like all these people are going to be a part of it, even like Bill Mosley. And he was just like a fucking skeleton dude in Army of Darkness. So yeah. there you go. It's that's gonna be, that's pretty sweet. I was I was I was really happy to see that that image of his own him editing the movie. And he, he's psyched about it, man. And I'm, I can't help but be psyched. I, I, I can't wait to watch this fucking film. That, that's that's what I got for. That's going to be a big one for sure. So yeah, dude. Let's roll into a couple shotgun reviews. It has been a hot, hot minute since we have done any of these. Like a long, long time. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. (laughs) Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. All right, I got Suspiria from 1977. I watched that this past Halloween for um, my Halloween special on the nightclub. And we, man, that movie. So the first time I ever watched the original Suspiria, I appreciated the art of it, definitely, the imagery first and foremost and the score like right there next to it basically the score is great by um prog rock band goblin incredible score this is an italian joint from dario argento it's basically his masterpiece or at least his most famous film i would say and this this movie after watching it um several times it's grown on me to the point to where i i just give it a 10 out of 10 it's it's no shit yeah yeah this movie is fucking great man if you're a horror fan you have to watch it and you have to at least appreciate it that's that's all i gotta say about about that that that's that's a little uh, you know what i'm not even gonna say what it's about i mean there's witches but that's it i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not reviewing shit there's a whole episode on it go listen to it find it i'm not telling you where it's at the first one I want to talk about is one that, so I was on the summer series. Go check it out if you haven't. It's uh, Duncan McLeish, podcast under the stairs. You heard him on our Land of the Dead episode. I was on his summer series and I had to watch a handful of movies. And one of them that slipped under my radar from 2011 is called The Woman. And I was pretty impressed with this movie. This has a familiar couple familiar faces in the husband or or the guy, I would say, is the main character. 
But the woman, quote unquote, character was familiar because she was in she was the, the leader of the garbage people or whatever in Walking Dead. Sarah, um, oh, not Sarah Polly. I can't think the, the garbage. Oh, Polly McIntosh. Yeah, I mean, the garbage people. I don't know. They lived in a fucking dump. Polly McIntosh was in there <laughs> and it was weird seeing her back then because, I mean, <laughs> it was a long time ago. But what I will say and what I told Duncan after I watched this is the guy in the movie. And when I say guy, I don't want to give any names or anything. You'll just have to watch it to find out. But I would say the main antagonist is one of the most vicious, brutal antagonists I've seen in a movie in a long, long time. I had more hate for him than I can remember in recent history in a movie. So the, it, it does, it's very, very well crafted in the way that it elicits these feelings from you. Just to give you a little back, uh, I don't know, a little, little plot summary without it. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of guy where I just say, go into it blind, but there's a family and this must be some kind of alternate universe kind of thing or something, but it looks like normal day today, but there's a tribe of people that live in the woods. It looks like they're in Oregon or something like that. And they capture this one female and they kind of hold her captive and shit goes down. And I would say the strength of this movie lies in the relationships that you get among the family members but also the interactions you get among the family members themselves and with the woman in general. Definitely check it out. I gave it a seven and a half. The woman, 2011. Good character driven story, huh? The characters. I saw this movie. I'm looking at my date. I saw this June 27th of this year or of last year. And I still, it's very vivid. Quite a bit of the movie is very vivid. My, yep. So. Okay, got to mark that one down. The Woman from 2011. My next one up for the Shotgun Review is going to be a movie from 1990. Watched it not too long ago. And this, man, I always loved this movie growing up. I loved the franchise. So this is a sequel, okay? Uh, One of those sequels where you might, there's definitely a, a core group of horror nerds out there that are like this is the best one it's better than the original and i won't i won't argue with that it's not to me but only barely and maybe one day it could be i don't know i watched child's play 2 for the first time in a long time long time and man so you you've got chucky a killer doll he, the series by the way i've only seen the first three episodes but wow the new chucky series on sci-fi or usa or both somewhere maybe tnt i don't know it's it's really fucking good but child's play 2 revisiting it chucky is after andy barkley again it it basically picks up after the original and it just kind of i don't know it gives chucky more not more to do necessarily it just fleshes him out some more and i think again andy barkley he well what's what's the guy's name that plays him i can't think of it right now i couldn't yeah. tell it's been a minute since i saw any of the child well, besides the newest one 
I think I think he's a decent child actor. Um, <laughs> th- th- there's some funny scenes in in the second film, but it also gets fucking gory. All right, and 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 pretty bloody by the end, by the very end. It, it's it's an awesome watch, and I gave it a nine out of ten. Nine right. out of fucking ten, man. Nice. I, I, again, nostalgic, but. I, I recommend I recommend everyone go check out the whole franchise. I think every film in that franchise has a unique point of view, even even the worst one, and we know which one that is. I'm going to come in with a little bit of a downer here. So I, I was trying to smash out. I saw quite a few 2020 movies, and I, I saw enough where I wasn't I wasn't disappointed or I felt like I saw all the ones I wanted to see. There was one that I missed and it was brought to my attention by uh, an individual. And they're like, well, you're the zombie guy. You've got to see this. What do you think? So I checked it out and I was quite, I was very disappointed. And that one is zombie for sale. This is a 2020 it's not rated coming in at 112 minutes Honestly, what threw me off was I remember seeing this because it's on shutter and the box art threw me off. It was this weird neon, like blues and pinks. And the I say box art, but I mean the the, the poster cover art, the whatever. And I was just like, meh. And that was, you know, Korean, which, you know, Korean, I think it's Korean, but they, they do some killer movies. But I was like, this just doesn't look like it's for me. So I was told to go check this out and maybe I built up an unrealistic expectation in my head, but I saw it and the comedy didn't work for me. I remember it was pretty long. I think it's over two hours. The gore wasn't really enough. There, there was really nothing for me that really drew me in. And I found it a bit of a slog to get through. And I gave it a four out of 10 coming in a little bit underwhelming, a little bit less than average for me. And I was a little bit disappointed, but being, you know, my, the, the, the resident zombie expert, I've got to check it out. So I will say though, if you, if you do like zombie movies and, and again, I'm, I'm kind of a weird nut when it comes to comedy, a lot of it doesn't work for me, but I do know that this movie is kind of beloved among other people. So I would say, you know, if, if you like zombies and, and, you're kind of a completionist in that respect. It's definitely, it's got production value. It's got budget. It's, it's, it's not like one of these turds you're going to see on Tubi. So the acting was good. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to say about that. So if you're giving this movie a see now to me, a four out of 10, I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. I have no reason to right. watch it. So what the fuck are you watching on Tubi? That's worse than that. A four oh. out of 10 is really low, man to me it's Maybe not okay so Maybe not five I, I i put five as average yes me too so five so is, is an average i'm backing off a little bit i'm like well you're saying it's got some merit and maybe someone else will give it a seven out of ten instead of a four. yeah yeah because it's it's got it's got good acting it's got production design it's got it's got sets i mean the cinematography the acting it's 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 definitely got production value in it. It just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those movies though that I probably am going to be a little bit in the in the in the minority. So that's why I can say, you know, check it out. 
if, if it sounds interesting to you, I, I don't know. It's a lot of it is the comedy aspect didn't really work for me. And I know it yeah. does with a lot of other people. So yeah. Foreign comedy can be tricky. Right. Definitely. Well, my last uh, film for the shotgun review segment is going to be a rule breaker. I'm going to review a 2021 movie. Mm-hmm. This ain't going to make the list. So on it goes. And it's fucked up because I was just sucking his dick like really hard. But this movie is starring Nicolas Cage. It is Prisoners of the Ghostland. This movie. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, look, my rating's not low. It's just not going to make the list. If you, have you seen Hell Comes to Frogtown? No. Okay. Well, this is going to mean nothing to you, but maybe to some of the listeners. If you've ever seen Hell Comes to Frogtown, the plot is somewhat similar. Uh, since Boss Tuna hasn't seen the movie, and since it's 2021, I guess I won't do a little review. I'll just say that for me, there wasn't enough something. And I, what that something is, I don't know. But the movie just didn't have it. Whatever it might be. There's some cool imagery. There's some cool action scenes, like really cool action scenes, actually. And the plot is, I don't know. Uh, that, that, that's the thing. The plot is just kind of meh. And it feels like on in the in-between parts of the good scenes, there's not enough there that keeps me interested to the point to where I'd, I'd give this higher than a 6 out of 10. Um, that's what I'd give it. Yeah. I would say it's slightly above average because of the, the overall look of the film. <laughs> well, no, he, he, he's very good in it. Um, and I, Bill Mosley's in it, to throw, throw it back to him. Uh, everyone's good. No, the performances are good. This movie just feels like there's other films like it that are better. So hence well, it's, it's on my out. list. I'm definitely going to check it out. Because it's on Shutter, I believe, right? It is, and you you should you should. It's a, it's above average, six out of ten. I mean, it's not saying I like it. I really like the movie. It's just not it's not going to be on my list for twenty twenty one. And I but I but I wanted to shout it out here because I won't be doing it there. All right, my last one is going to be quick. I'm going to change it up a bit as well, and I'm going to go with a series. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Mist movie, Thomas Jane. Absolutely love it. In my opinion, probably one of the greatest endings in a horror movie ever. Because what, what it does is it's taboo. And it's not supposed to do that. And the director had to fight to get that ending in. And I'm glad he did. And Stephen I absolutely... King, Stephen King said the ending of that movie is better, better. than the ending of yep. his story. Yep. yep. Absolutely loved it. So I went and I finished the, the Mist series. It's on Netflix or it was on Netflix. This might have been one of those that was getting uh, booted off of Netflix, but it was pretty good. I Overall, I came in at a six. There are some very, very strong episodes. I would say there is maybe one or two episodes that are in the high eights at least. So I would check it out. It's It's got... There, there's a couple really good twists and turns in it, but also there's a couple characters that you want to just punch in their face. So, The Mist 2017, 
unfortunately it got canceled after one season, but it was pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed it and I would recommend it. I'm actually wondering if that six is a little bit low, maybe six and a half, six, seven, five would be good. I didn't, yeah, I didn't love it. So I, I haven't, um, I haven't seen the miss series, but, but I, I, dude, I love that fucking movie that I, <laughs> you talk about the ending. I'm yeah. I won't, I won't spoil that at all for anyone, but talk about a cosmic horror film. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's got Lovecraft written all over it. It's got just, yeah, it's the damn unknown, crazy mountain size monsters. Look, I love that. It's big got uh, Toby Jones in it. He's a gem. Who's Toby Jones? He's the grocery clerk with the gun. Oh, oh, hell yeah. The guy with the glasses. Yes. Yep. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yep. in Everything he does. Yeah, yeah. Character actor too. Every time he shows up, you know he's about to deliver yep. something that you're gonna remember. Yep, good actor. Fuck well, yeah. I say I thought- we uh I think I think we're about done with these shotgun reviews here, and we're gonna keep going on this road trip. We're inching closer and closer to our final destination, which is gonna be the drive-in. But before then, we've got a couple other things. We are going to hop into our discussion topic, and I am going to – it's your discussion topic, buddy. Why don't you introduce it, and we'll go from there. The discussion topic on this episode, I wanted to title The Efficacy of Dread. What does it take to really scar you? Like when you watch a horror film, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to preface this by saying this starts as a child because I've got movies on on this that I'm going to uh, discuss tonight that that started out in my childhood. But what what does it take for a film to really like leave a lasting impression on you and like that haunt you to this day? Like Which movies haunt you to this day, whether you saw them as a kid or a few years ago, what have you? I It, it kind of fascinates me because. I wonder why or people will ask me. I never actually wondered why I liked horror movies until someone asked me why. Why do you like those kinds of movies? And that that kind of question usually comes dismissively. It's not because someone who knows that it's okay to like what you like doesn't ask a question like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'll they'll be more they'll be more intrigued as to to what makes you tick as like, you know, because they're probably trying to also explore it and see what they might find in it but you could tell when someone's being like a you know what off i can't stand those slasher movies or whatever yes there's cornball slashers but then maybe there's slashers that fucking you know you you can't like halloween you can't stop thinking about who's watching you across the street and when night falls who's going to be creeping in through the fucking back door dressed like a fucking ghost with sunglasses on you never know never know could be Michael Myers. And then that you see that and you got the score and it all ties in together. So for, I, I, I don't want to jump the gun and answer my own question too soon. I guess it would, it would be though, like an amalgamation of like, what would it take to haunt me? And I think, I think a lot of the entries on, on uh, the little list I have for, for the movies that did that for me, I think they all kind of have the same thing going on where it's the, it's the imagery, it's the sound. Cause a lot of a lot of horror 
has to do with sound and absence thereof, right? I mean, a good jump scare to me, like in uh, Hereditary, the the tongue click, you know. Yep. I think I think that's a good jump scare that was built up very well. So there, there's a couple things here I want to add real quick before you 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 get further into this, but we we've touched on this before in the show. Horror movies, obviously, we're biased. I'm biased, but they're they're different. They're mm-hmm. they're different than your dramas, your comedies, your romantic, whatever this and that. Because what you're talking about with your jump scares, yeah, they're effective, but jump scares aren't something that's you're going to carry with you. It's going to be like you said, the the visuals. And one thing too, I wanted to touch on is is there's different emotions and feelings that you're going to get from horror movies that you can't get anywhere else. I've always thought about, you know, I'm just too lazy to Google and check, but I mean, there's a world of horror podcasts out there. I always wonder, like, do people nerd out this much on like comedies and just random stuff? Because the feelings you get, it's different. You're in an entire different universe because everything with horror for the most part is, is, is something that's going to be fabricated. Whereas almost everything else, whether it's a romantic comedy or comedy or this and that, that, that people can relate to that because that's in your everyday life. You know, it might be exaggerated here and there, but I think that there's a fascination that people have and they can get themselves into these certain mindsets when you've got this crazy killer from outer space or undead Michael Myers and Jason and all this, because it's something that you've, you've got this, I would say idea built up in your head that it can never happen, but then you go to bed after the movie and you pull your feet in a little bit. So your feet aren't hanging over the edge of the bed or, you know, you turn the light off and you run into bed because in the back of your head, you're like, this isn't true. It's not going to happen, but you're still okay. Well, just in case, and there's, there's something with horror movies that elicits those emotions that you'll never get in any other movie. And a lot of it is, is just your brain is, is trying to process things that can't because we've got nothing to relate it to. No, dude. And yes. And horror can be all of the things. It can be drama, comedy. Yes. Uh, it, it can encapsulate every genre, but still be horror. No other genre can have horror in it and not be just lumped in with horror you know what i'm saying yep it's it it is its own thing i mean we even as a community not everyone but a lot of people include myself included include movies that aren't even necessarily supposed to be horror in the horror genre so it it just it that's what it is that it depends on what it is that really strikes you and gets you it gets the exact juices flowing that you were saying that 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 emotion of or that feeling of late at night that's always late at night it's got to be dark it's got to be right you can't it <laughs> that goes back to our christmas special horror done during the day seems like a like master level work um the children go check that shit out yes. that was fucking awesome yeah but but it's always you know nighttime come on man when you can't see what's looking back at you from the dark you know that when you got that feeling and I know this sounds fucked up, but I get excited a little bit if I can get that feeling again because I felt that as a kid. 
I felt that for anything as a kid. This movie doesn't haunt me to this day, but I have memories of it scaring the fuck out of me. Jason Takes Manhattan. That movie scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. And I was, dude, I was curled up in my bed under my sheets, under my fucking WCW NWO bed sheets, (laughs) just fucking scared out of my mind. And thank you, Joe Bob. But I, I agree, man. It, it's 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 more the visuals. It's, it's I think it also is the sound, and I, I wasn't trying to say that jump scares are like the end all be all of. I, I'm I'm more of a dread, hence the 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 title, I guess, of this discussion. The dread that something can make you feel. Dread is that that emotion you said we can't relate what we're seeing to anything. Dread comes from un you just don't know and you can't comprehend that feeling right you know what i'm saying where your gut is starting to it's like you're what is that you get that okay you get scared all of a sudden you get that spike right like in your body a spike of fear you know what i'm saying no yeah that's your fighter fight or flight response right but there's this other more it's a slow slow burn emotion it's dread it's that foreboding sense of impending doom that shit is i don't know i hate i hate even i sound like i'm fucking like uh lapping my my tongue or whatever but i do kind of enjoy that feeling in a way not that i want things to be bad if i can get this from a fictional place then then i enjoy it if it's my real life i don't like dreading anything i think most of us could probably agree with that right yeah did, did you did you have any films that um cause, yeah cause I've, I've got some here okay so what, what when we were talking about this and you were it's it's a very good topic and i i had to do a lot of thinking because there's two parts to this so as a kid a lot of it's going to be nostalgia based and when you were talking about what got us into horror i think I think people that have experiences at a young age are going to be the ones that are more obsessed with it than the ones that got into it at an older age because of the trauma that it puts you through. You know what I'm saying? I I think that if you've watched, if you got into horror movies when you're really young, it's going to affect you more than someone that's a teenager and they, their brain capacity is more capable of telling them that'll never happen. It doesn't affect them as much. So with me as a kid, I've said the stories on here before, but my stepmom would make these VHS. Yes, this is back in the day. There's no such thing as DVD players. She'd copy <laughs> movies on VHS tapes, and it would be called Cole's Scary Movies. And they would have movies on there like uh, Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And so besides a couple of those random you know, Freddie, Jason, Michael ones, a couple of them that really stood out that I would say, quote unquote, I'm not going to say traumatized. That's, that's, that's a little bit exaggerated, but that really affected me are going to be alien Mm. and watching that as a kid, just absolutely terrified me and, and being too young to see this alien pop out of this guy's stomach and not understanding that, Hey, that's never going to happen. One that I thought about, and, and I haven't really talked much about it, but this is one that I found when I was later, I was probably, 
I don't know, 10 to 12 years old, but Hellraiser two of all the Hellraisers. I remember watching this one and it put me in this, this fear where I was paralyzed. And I remember the scene where the lady is trying to unplug the TV and it still is on. And then they're coming there's, you know, they're walking down the street and the one guy has got like a sewing machine or something attached to his head. And I mean, it, it's just like being, I remember being so that's, scared. That's part three. That's part. Yeah. Part three. Yep. Yeah, I remember being three. so scared that I could not, I physically could not move and I was in some kind of shock and I couldn't close my eyes and just remember sitting there. Like I'm, this is it. I'm going to die. Just that, that's the movie. Terrified. That's the movie with the fucking Cenobite that fucking throws CDs. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. And then like Pinhead one's got pool balls in his mouth or some shit. Yeah. I, I purposely have not watched that since then, because oh, if I great. watch it now, it's going to, it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to have that same effect on me. And I kind of like having those, those memories in my head. You'll still have them. Just watch it now and see see the insane. How silly it is. Well, but but uh, it's yeah, yes, it is silly, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah, the first four Hellraiser films are awesome. After that, they really start to to drop. But you know, um, um, so as far as that, that's as a kid. But if if we're gonna bring this to my adult life. You know, as an adult, hold on, hold on. Save, save oh, the adult things. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about some from my, my childhood. Real okay. Quick. Um, going back to animation again, this is not a horror film. Okay. It's not, but this movie haunts me to this day is from 1988, a Don Bluth film, the land before time. This, this movie is about these little dinosaurs that um they talk you know it's in this is animation old yep. school 2d pin on paper animation fucking You're talking about the kids movie yeah it's a kids film but but it's a don bluth film and if you not okay so land before time has countless sequels countless and they're all musicals the original is not the original is a don bluth film don bluth also directed fivefold goes west Okay. Um, an American, uh, an American tale. He also directed All Dogs Go to Heaven. He 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 made dark kids animated films. Um, Disney got rid of him because he he originally was signed on at Disney as an animator, and he wanted to make these movies. And Disney, uh, not him, the man, but the company was like, "This is too dark, man." Like, no. So he was like, "Well, you know what? Well, well, well fuck you. I'm gonna go make my own shit." And he did, and he's brilliant. He's a brilliant director. And Land Before Time has some of the most emotional scenes ever. And the opening to that movie and some of the subsequent scenes, um, even as a kid, I, I, I didn't lose my mom until 2011. But as a kid, as a, as a four, five-year-old, um, these scenes where Littlefoot loses his mom at the beginning and how it affects him throughout the film, him um, reminiscing about her and the journey he goes on with his friends. It's, they're going to the Great Valley, man. And, and they're going to eat every star leaf along the way. I fucking love that movie. But, it, but it, that, that shit, that fucking emotional shit in it about the mom, it, 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 I didn't even lose my mom 
Okay. I was a kid feeling like this is, this is crazy. And it always stuck with me. Just those, those, those effect, effective scenes. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to feel like, wonder if this is the movie I saw, like the original kids. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember I saw this. It's again, it has a lot of sequels and they all sing in them, but the right. original, they, they don't. And, and yeah, the, I mean, it's been anim- so long too. The animation's way better in the first one. Um, it, this was a big theatrical movie. This came out like all the rest were direct to video, but this was early 90s. Um, this was 88. 88. Okay. Yep. Um, a year before I was born. So uh, after that, I would say the next one I'll jump to is 1981's The Evil Dead, the original. This movie. Uh, I, this movie scared me before I ever watched it because my, my father and I, uh, we, we were up late one night watching the, the original Matrix on HBO. It had just finished and the credits were rolling and we got into conversation and I was young. I was probably nine, wait, two, 1999, 2000. So I was 10 years old and we, we were talking about whatever and somehow we got on him sneaking into a movie when he was really young and it makes sense because my dad was born in 71 so he could have snuck into the evil dead and he he, he was describing the the card scene um where she's like jack of uh, diamonds one of spades or whatever and she fucking turns into a deadite for the first time and describing all uh, like the trees come alive and attack people. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck? And the way he was talking about it, and it was like, ooh, it was it was intriguing and fucking frightening. And he, he tells me it was called something, something, uh, the evil dead. And I thought, well, that's stupid. That's a stupid title. Sounds like <laughs> a sounds like a kid made it up. And so I went to the local video store and I rented it, Miss Rita's family video. I Watched, I do. I I went home. I put that shit on, and from the opening, I was terrified. From the foggy opening across the pond, over through the, the woods, camera just racing through the top, right, right at the grass level, and I never saw anything like this. I never saw anything this raw, and unforgiving, and brutal. And it just the if you know and you should know the evil the listeners the evil dead is it 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 starts it it, once it starts going it doesn't stop it's relentless and i'm a fucking 10 year old kid just like oh (laughs) like i didn't know what to do with myself so thank you dad for that because that changed everything that movie and to this day like i said the mood's got to be right I can I could put it on and see it and not get the same feeling, but if the mood's right, I can get sucked in and I can still kind of feel those little glints and, and glimmers of, of what that dread was that what's gonna happen next in this fucking movie that I'm watching. Like what yeah. is what am I about to see? I've seen dismemberment, I've seen fucking pencils and ankles. What am I about to see next? I I fucking love it. And and Last one I'll say for childhood, uh, this this would be going into adolescence, but 2002, M. Night Shyamalan dropped a movie Shyamalan that, ding dong. yeah, I, I, I feel like this was actually the, 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 the film in my, and I probably said this on the show before, so I'll keep it concise, Signs 
is the movie that got me into watching movies and studying film and, and, and trying to pay attention more than just a casual viewer because of the visuals and the sound. Everything was just like beat for beat perfect. The acting I think is great in that movie. I think it calls for exactly the right amount of Shyamalan awkwardness and bizarreness that he was beginning to display <laughs> around this time. But 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 I think this movie is still, Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. That the 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 story is like aliens are invading Earth, but it takes place in one isolated location, and it's all involving this one family it really just hit me man like it especially towards the end when everything crescendoed together the the pace of the film the acting the music the music by james newton howard in that movie tied everything together so perfectly and what what but to get to the the root of it what haunts me about that movie is the scene where joaquin phoenix shows mel gibson no, no, he sees it in the closet. Joaquin sees it in the closet. Um, news footage of an alien walking across like a... a oh, a, birthday party a, or whatever? Yeah, it's a little kid's birthday party. And he like crosses the street, but but um, from, from, one, from your vantage point, you can only see it for a second. But because of everything that's been happening in this film and at that moment and Joaquin Phoenix's reaction, he backs up into the closet. He... And, he can't he's like oh my fucking god he's shocked i saw this in theaters i was shocked and the conversation that mel gibson and joaquin phoenix have on their couch while watching news footage or live footage of alien ships hovering above earth and they're talking about the duality between coincidence and uh chance that has always stuck with me that conversation, that piece of filmmaking, that those performances, that music, that movie is great. So there you go. That that for me, those three movies. Oh fuck! I could even throw Blair Witch in there big time, but I'll but I'll 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 just save it for now. But those three movies, I, I picked those for for my childhood. Those were some very impactful ones. As an adult, it's changed a little bit, and for me. I would say being a husband and, and especially a father has kind of changed what my perspective is. And a lot of that has to do with just having kids and what scares, you know, what scares you as an adult is going to be different from what scares you as a kid, you know, as an adult, I'm not, I'm not afraid of, of, of Michael Myers or, 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 you know, Jason walking into my house there are certain things. And, and it's funny because I, I was trying to think of movies that I could use for examples. And I'm going to use one because I got a lot of shit for it because that was my number one movie of 2019, a couple of years ago, years, years ago, but I see you from 2019. You know, it, it's, it's a seemingly under, well, I would say underrated. I would say probably criminally underseen movie, but movies like that, any of the Ari Aster gut punches you get, like Hereditary or Midsummer. Oh my God, yeah. The Lodge, you know, those are just to name some new ones. Those are movies that basically they spend two hours building up the characters, the relationships, your expectations, but also what you expect 
the characters to have as expectations. And then brutally and swiftly, they pull that rug out from under you. Mm-hmm. And they end with something that leaves you feeling empty and just kind of like, what did I just watch? You know, an older one would be, you know, the shining, for example, uh, we just did the big episode on that, but those are the movies that you get done watching and you're like, I need a minute here to process what I just saw. So those, those kind of do it for me. And, and, and there's a handful of other ones too, where, you know, anyone's going to have these movies where, basically it might not be the movie you've rated the highest but think about movies you'd seen over the years and there's going to be certain ones that you remember a lot more vividly or there's scenes you remember a lot more vividly than others and it's it's for a reason uh, there, there's a reason that that scene or that movie is sticking with you from my adulthood I, I i only picked two i could have maybe threw in a few more but i picked two movies that the one of them and it, i like i liked what you brought up about being a parent um I won't go into this one. This is one I could throw in. I'm just going to mention it, though, because fuck this movie. It's called Pihu. I think it's from 2017. Don't watch it. Don't. It's, it's a good movie. It's very well made. Don't watch it. It's fucked up. But Antichrist from 2009. I saw this movie one time. Is that the, um, the Antichrist, the director... Um... Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier, yep. Yeah, it's Willem Dafoe. Um, Charlotte. Uh, oh shit, what's her name? Fuck, she's been in a few. Uh, I've never seen it, but I haven't. Know. No. Okay, well, I won't say much. I'm gonna say it's fucked up. I saw it once, and that's it. I'll watch it again one day. I don't know when though, but. It's a fucking, it's a masterpiece. And it's, it's I, okay, well, I can't relate it to what I was going to talk about. Because it'll spoil it. Yeah. It'll spoil, it'll spoil aspects of it that I don't want to spoil at all. No, no, don't. I want to go into no. it. Yeah. So I won't go into it. I'm just going to say it, it's, it's, you'll probably watch it. If you ever watched Pihu and you watched. Never Andy even heard Price, of Pihu. You'd probably say Antichrist is more fucked up, but I disagree. But but that's how fucked up it is, though. You'd say it's more because fu- it's fucked up. There's some fucked up shit in this movie. It's fucked up. Masterpiece of fuckery. And to, <laughs> a skipping over that that whole connection I was going to make, but going into the whole point of this this topic is dread. One of the one of the most recent films that actually scared me and still haunts me to this day is 2014. A 2014 film, It Follows. Mm, oh yeah, this movie is about dread. It is about the slow burn. It is about the impending doom. This movie, uh, <laughs> one of one of my recent guests on on the nightclub, Poltergeist Od. He's a horrorcore rapper from Canada go check him out on youtube and shit this dude is fucking legit like if you're a horror fan he's got his rhymes are gonna fucking work for you i'm telling you you're gonna be like this dude knows his shit he's fucking and 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 he's awesome he's an awesome rapper but he had he, he said something recently online 
they should have called it follows st demon <laughs> like, that's pretty good yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if it if it would have been a schlocky movie, hell yeah, because this is a, a it follows as a film, it's not a movie. But if it was St. Demon, it would have been a trauma film. He said, and I'm like, fuck yeah. But it follows has that element to it where you you the film forces you to look into the distance, and that's what a lot of people do. We look into the future. That's where a lot of our fears lies in the future, the unknown. And the ultimate future for all of us is death. And this movie is death approaching slowly. And you can see it fucking coming. And there's more to it than that. Won't spoil it. But that idea and the way the movie presents it, again, the visuals and the sound, uh, they, they, this is one where it, it ties in together. And, dude, it gave me that sense of dread. It really did that I hadn't felt in a long time. And to be able to say that it still makes me feel dread to think about it, like in the way that the movie presented it, or if I watch it and that, I don't know, that scene where she's in school for the first time and you already know the, uh, the abilities of, of, of the creature in this movie. Yeah. And you see what's going on when she's at school looking out the window. I just get the, goosebumps all the way down that uh, like even right now i'm sitting here like Oof. that that that's oh. a, that's an excellent example because that is a movie that legitimately freaks me out i mean that's i i didn't think of it but if i had to put a list of movies that would be a top five that i've seen that movie a bunch of times and every time i watch it you're right you get those heebie-jeebies because it's just the movie lets you know in the first five minutes that you're fucked. This is not something that you can get away from. And I think that as an adult, maybe placates to those feelings a bit more of just helplessness because oh, yeah. we've talked about this before. I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm decently in shape. I'm athletic. I can handle myself. If, if you've got a Jason Michael Myers or anything like this, or these slashers, like those don't scare me because I mean, I, I could do work. It's these things that you're helpless to. I mean, your kid getting dude, sick. Yeah. You're, that. You're, 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 in your that fucking monster folding you in half on the beach. Like, Oh, I just got goosebumps just thinking about that. But that, that, <sighs> and that's what that sense of dread ties to though, is the things that you're saying that, that I was trying to like, I guess spell out maybe in a way is like, but it's all, it's all death. It's all death. And that's that's the intrigue and horror is the ultimate unknown of death, right? At the end of it all. Is that yep. isn't that what I guess I'm not saying that like you can't say your favorite aspect is well, I just like, you know, the aesthetic, or I like uh the music revolving around it, or I like the the cinematography, the atmosphere. Fine. At the root of it, it's fucking death. It's that slow walk, that slow fucking walk of death just coming to meet us. And we, and, and the, un, I guess the, so death is the unknown. And I'm really trying to spell this out for myself right now. Death is the unknown, but also time is the factor, right? Is, is the other unknown. Time as a factor is the other unknown, rather. You, you yeah. don't know when, and you have no way of knowing. And it can happen at, you could have an aneurysm at any moment 
anyone can at any moment, a blood vessel in your brain can pop and you can die instantly. Lights out. Any, yeah, that, whew, that used to fuck me up thinking about an aneurysm. And I would think about it. I would obsess about it. So I guess for me, uh, it, it takes more than just the idea of death. But, but at the root of it, I know it's death. And, and then on top of it, it's, it's a concoction of, of, of visuals and, and audio that that's what makes a horror movie that'll haunt me like forever is can you hit that right mixture where I'm just uh, like, like, well, like we both said about movies we talked about tonight, like what, what am I, I got to process this movie because what did I just see? And, and the dread is when you're watching it, you're like, what am I going to see next? That's what I love, man. I, I love when a movie can make me feel that way. Like, what am I, what am I about to see? What is about to happen? Yeah. That, that, that shit's exciting. That's what excites me about, about it. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Thank you, horror. Thank you, thank you. Round of applause. Thanks. Well, I've, I've been hearing Ozzy just kind of, he, he's creeping <laughs> up my eardrums right now, and he's belching out just a banger of a tune. So... Uh, you know what that means, Mr. Tibu. Let's fucking do this, man. It's been yeah. way too long. Yes, yes. Mark Nato is riding in on his chariot of gold, and it's being pulled by what's the what's the creature from Neverending Story? Oh, um, that's Falcor. He's a Fal- fucking luck, Falcor, he's a luck yes. dragon. Yep, yep. I mean, he's coming in, he's got his crown of jewels on. Uh, it's time for Mark Nato's A Shot in the Dark. Mark Nato presents A Shot in the Dark. It's just a shot in the dark. What is up, Martinado? Hey, what's up? Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Uh, I really uh, enjoy these. And, uh, I- I'm I'm anxious tonight to see wh- which one you thought was the hidden gem and which one you thought oh, was, was the stinker. But there is a caveat. I'll have to tell you about that when when we get into the conversation. But well, I might have uh, okay. something that'll surprise you guys a little bit too so very good well I, I guess i don't know i guess i don't know but i was looking at our notes the last time we did this do you guys even remember have any idea when when it was i looked uh, at it. i mean pre-covid was it pre-covid it was oh wow a year and a half ago september that- 25th wow when we recorded this last it's wow. been a long time and you know the yeah. funny thing is is we've got like a running joke on the show because we have like 
a revolving door of segments. So like technically every six episodes or something, Tibu, I can't remember. We're supposed to do this, but yeah, we took on this crazy feat of, of all the Romeros and yeah, you know, yeah. life gets in the way and everything. So, but I'm glad we're, we're back doing it, doing it again here. So welcome friends to a shot in the dark where Mark Nato, uh, our maestro has, curated a couple of movies for us if you i know it's been a while but if you remember uh this fun little segment here he's got one that he thinks is a gem and he's got one he thinks is a well not a gem so last time it was okay here's a funny thing too last time i remember exorcism at thirty thousand feet was supposed to be the turd and i do not remember the other movie you like it was uh, hotel acacia Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Yes. I, I, I was going to say, like, I think I actually now at this point prefer Exorcism <laughs> at 60,000 feet. And I, w- I, w- I remember that movie way, just like you, Boss Tuna, way more. Way more. The, the, other one, the other one was really good. Don't get me wrong. It was. But Exorcism at 60,000 feet is just cult classic material just <laughs> waiting to happen. Like, that, that movie's awesome. And I'm glad that we started off this segment with that episode because that like epitomizes it because it was a movie that was so bad. I mean, I, I remember, I remember that movie almost scene for scene, like the bloody tampon scene. I mean, how can you, <laughs> how can you forget that? But we'll see if that was the case in tonight's. I, I think we might, we might have a similar thing going on here tonight. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Well, Mark Nato, why don't you introduce the film and the movie? <laughs> that you want me to do both of them? Yeah, let's let's introduce both of them. I'll have you introduce both of them, and then you can decide which one we're going to talk about first. All right. Uh, the first movie we'll talk about. I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it be uh, the funeral home. This is the first movie that we're going to talk about uh, La Funeraria or whatever. I it think is it's also a uh, called the Undertakers. Yeah, I think it's got a couple of different titles. Um, it's an Ar- Argentinian sure. film. Yeah, yeah, from Chile or Argentina uh, or whatever. Uh, this is actually put out by Del Toro Films. Oh, I didn't, didn't know that. If you didn't know that, uh, Del Toro's production company. No, I don't think he had anything to do with it other than just being the guy uh, yeah. behind the production company. And uh, the second one we're going to look at is is a film that came out uh, this past year, 2021, and it was called The Last In. And uh, they're both kind of ghost stories. So uh, that was the kind of theme I picked. And I love, it's, it's one of my favorite, I like possession movies and I like ghost stories, like haunted houses and that stuff. That's my, that's my jam. So that's why I picked those two. And so, go ahead, Tibu. Well, uh, Del Toro's production company being a part of uh, Funeral Home, I, I mean, even though Del Toro had nothing to do with it, based on some of the, some of the cinematography, perhaps I could I could see maybe why he would have trusted this project. Um, yeah. I, I assume based on prior work from from the filmmakers that made the movie, but uh, yeah, I could definitely see why Del Toro would would have his fingerprints on this to to yeah. a degree. Yep, and, and I like the fact I I I, I kind of really like a lot of these uh, Argentinian Brazilian type films that that are coming out, and th- this guy, this director, 
um, what's his name, Mario Ivan Ojeda. Uh, he, he doesn't have any other credits except for a couple of shorts. Mm-hmm. So he, and, and those shorts were not horror. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what, uh, you know, what his association with Del Toro is and everything. Oh, by the way, have you guys seen Del Toro's new film? Nightmare um, Alley? No, 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 no. I, I haven't. That I just, it's on my radar. I just want to give it a plug. It's it's not horror. Okay. It's a straight like film noir. Okay. Um, but dude, wow, wow. Nightmare that movie's Alley? fantastic. If you're a movie fan, that movie's incredible. You know, that just, that just recently Cooper. came out, right? Yeah, it came out in December. I okay. don't think it did well at the theater. I mean, it it's, it's dialogue heavy. Here, I don't think. Yeah, it's dialogue heavy and everything. Sure. It's not an action actiony movie, but it's it's fantastic. I, I like. I just want to give that a plug. But okay, so no, no I got a couple things to add. I'm going to derail us for a quick second here. Speaking of movie lovers, Mark Nato, have you seen Die Hard? Of course. Is it a Christmas movie or not? Hmm. Uh, it, it really depends. I mean, I think a lot of people watch it. Uh, Christmas, around Christmas time, right? simply because okay. you know, and some people are kind of anti-Christmas movie people, you know. Sure. So they they embrace Die Hard and they embrace uh, you know certain movies that that are set around uh, Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. is another one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people don't know this, but like I I love all kinds of movies. Like I could do a podcast. <laughs> this just makes don't make fun of me, guys. I could do a podcast on musicals. Oh, yeah. no kidding. I could do a podcast on Westerns. I could do a podcast on, on, you know, whatever. I just love cinema. Horror just seems to be one that, you know, I, I, I gravitate towards as kind of like a comfort food type thing. Mm-hmm. But, what are some of your favorite musicals? Oh, my gosh, man. West Side Story. If you haven't seen the new one. I haven't. Steven Spielberg did. Yeah. He did a really good job. It's really good. It's not as good as the first one. but And I mean, on the Apocalypse. Oh, and in the apocalypse was fantastic. I, I thought that was fantastic. But man, I, I'm, I go all the way back, man. Uh, West Side Story, Sound of Music, Music Man, uh, Guys and Dolls. I mean, I, I, dude, Seven if Brothers. If I were seven a rich brothers. man, you'd be dooby 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 Yeah, filler <laughs> on the roof. Yeah, man. I, I You're love the that, ultimate man. cinema guy. I guess the reason I brought it up is I cracked this beer. I bought it because I got a kick out of it, but I'm going to see if you guys can read that. Hops Gruba. Hops Gruba. Hops Gruba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Die Hard. I uh, love you Die know, Hard. moment of silence for Alan Rickman. Sorry yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, a lot of people just remember him as Snape in the Harry Potter. Never seen any but, of those. But he was so much more. So oh, he much was. more. He was. Yeah. Yep. He'll yeah. always, for me, he'll always be Hans Gruber. I love, I love those movies. Yes. A couple things I wanted to add. So I'm glad you went this direction in this route with these movies because if I had to choose what I would say is like maybe my least favorite, but not necessarily in a bad way, because what I've said on the show before is my least, I don't even least favorite's not the right word, but it would be the possession, the ghost stories. But I think some of the scariest movies ever Mm -hmm. are in that, that category. And when you, when I, when I, you know, heard you pick these two movies and I watched them and I saw that theme, I'm glad you did because well, we'll get into it. We're going to talk about the funeral home first, correct? Is that the one you want to chat about? Yeah, I think so. so I think that would be. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to echo what you said, because 
they Argentina, those those South American, uh, Spanish, whatnot horror movies, they've been killing it the last couple of years. Between uh, was it Satan Slaves? I think um, mm-hmm. was was last year, a couple of years ago. That one that was a couple of years ago. Terrified, yeah, terrified, yeah. Both of those are 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 some bangers. Um, I Pedagore. even like, yep, yep, Pedagore. I even like one that didn't get a lot of. Um, um, oh, it's the it's the the Netflix one with the the, the schoolgirl in the basement, and they did uh, the dude, ritual. That was um, Sig- the signal or something, or was it the Philip? No, I thought that was a Filipino movie, but maybe it was a different oh. movie you're thinking you're thinking about. Oh, it might be, yeah. But I mean, well, anyways, yeah. There's there's I've been impressed with with a handful of them. So yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the funeral home first. tener presencia si tenemos una funeraria adelante. Hay que estar alertas, nada más. Yo vi de cerca este demonio. Es sanguinario, cínico y juega con las víctimas. Mostrate. El demonio juntó la fuerza necesaria para llevar a cabo esta masacre. Le queda esta última noche. subtitled movie and right away with this you get that whole creepy kind of vibe um i mean if we're getting into it it's bernardo runs a funeral home and it's his second wife or i would say the the mom's second husband per se Mm, and her daughter moving in and you've got got that little bit of that teenage angst kind of thing going on and trying to figure out you know their their place as far as um you know her 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 role i guess yeah. uh very trying, trying to come together as a family right yeah it's not quite working <laughs> yeah there's i mean there's some issues there's some problems you can tell bernardo's a good guy he's he's you know he's, he he's doesn't trying... like cell phones at the table yeah he goes uh, me and him are the same way i yell at my mm-hmm. <laughs> supper time yeah. but very right away what i thought this movie did very well was the it was it was that atmospheric kind of creepiness i mean you're in a funeral home yeah and you got the caskets everywhere and it was it was pretty creepy this this film um has atmospheres for has atmosphere for days like uh this is and we i know we're not gonna write spoil this are we gonna spoil it um we can talk I, about I it without I, let's, let's try it let's try, try not to spoil it too much normally we spoil okay. everything on this show but this is a 2021 and and yeah, we're going to be yeah. posting our end of the year episode pretty soon here so i would say I, that i was going to say too i don't know if i want to rate necessarily either yeah we don't gotta rate. I, yeah i can I, I'll, I'll say by the end which one i think is the gym and which one i think is a stink or or okay. if i do or not yeah. but uh well i, I think I when i talk about this movie i think you're gonna you're going to, it's going to be obvious which one is which, I think. Um, why don't you we just do know. it now? Just do it now. Because if we, if you don't, when I talk about this movie. Obviously, 
funeral home is the gym and yep. obviously the last in is the stinker yeah and well, what i'll say is is i thought that as well too but the last in i thought was awesome yeah. I, let's I not, rate it. let's not call it a stinker i, I know i know I put it in there for a reason for a reason and we'll talk about it when we get to it but All it right. deserves it deserves some love in its own right okay um yeah this movie i think is one of the biggest hidden gems of 2021 like nobody's talking about this movie no. nobody it has a 4.5 out of 10 on imdb are you kidding me mm. are you kidding me which is like, about uh, a this, seven and a half in real life this, this movie <laughs> is it's this guy's first uh full-length feature the cinematography is really good the acting is really good the acting is really good phenomenal dude the score I was just yeah. gonna say, I'm almost embarrassed to say I think my favorite part about this movie was the score. Yeah. And <laughs> what I wrote down is that the score and the sound effects are phenomenal, and it reminded me a lot of Devil's Candy. Mm-hmm. So just a it, lot of like weird sounds and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I know they're doing it's some almost like cellos and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, a lot of strings and screeching and stuff, but yeah. it's very, it's very horror haunted. Practical movie effects, house. awesome. Yes practical effects and there there's not this is not a movie that's just jump scare after jump scare you no. know there there are a few uh, in my opinion kind of unsettling scenes there is there's a scene with like a, a a naked ghost dude that just appears in the teenagers <laughs> that is that, that was freaky that was yes and one of the things i like about this film is that we get right into it and we don't have to waste any time uh, f- with them like discovering that the house is haunted. Right. Like we're already in it. Like, yeah. And the, they in the first know five it's minutes haunted. when, yes. you know, they're, they're doing the, 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 the showing or the wake or whatever it would be. Yeah. And he's yep. got the other people in the other room and bells are ring, Shit's going off. You know, something, something ain't yeah. right. Part of it for me too, is when I watch these, these, foreign language films these movies and not only is it another language but everything culturally it's completely different and you're sitting there watching this movie and this is not a movie that is supposed to take place in the 80s or the 90s and mm-hmm. you know you can tell everything is run down it draws me in more because i find myself more paying attention and it's not because the set design or the production uh, is that spectacular? It's just everything is so different from what we're used to seeing as far mm-hmm. as modernization. And so, I mean, you're looking at, I don't know, maybe I sound like a nerd on this, but you're, you're looking at these like dressers and beds and everything is, and I'm, I'm kind of a junkie for period pieces anyways, but I was noticing a lot of, a lot of that as well, too. Um, it's antiquated stuff, you know? Yeah. Yep. It, it just, it yeah. just, drew me in a lot yeah. more i found I, myself not i don't think I, I picked up my cell phone once during this movie i thought the house was pretty creepy looking yeah and mm-hmm. and the inside was was a little creepy looking and i liked how they did a lot of kind of tracking shots through the house as if where the like you could see these lights going off like these are like the specters going through or whatever the souls or whatever yep, yep. and you know that- walking through the kitchen and into the dining room it's it, and, and you're wondering the whole time, is something going to pop out? What am I going to see in the corner? Uh, there are a few shots where you see 
a, a spirit or a, a ghost or whatever, like in the background, there's one yeah. shot in particular where the teenager is, is in her bed and she's turned to one side and she's trying to sleep. And there's a, there's a ghost looking at her out of her window. The yeah. ghost is looking. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it, it could be, you know, missed if you don't think about it. That's kind of like the Michael Myers effect in the right. first Halloween. Sometimes it's just in the background. That's just mm-hmm. the stuff that gets me. I knew this I, I would be that. hooked. I, I was hooked from the scene where, um, and this ain't spoiling anything because it's towards the beginning, but this is where the movie hooked me was the, the message that Bernardo sees on the window uh, or on the door rather saying, I'll see you at the bike. Yeah. And then, and then later you, he comes across it and he's even like, Oh snap. And you see, you, you mentioned the tracking shot. You see the, the shot following footprints in the soil. Yeah. And, did anyone else think that he was about to have a, a heart attack or something right there? Cause I yeah. kind of, he started I figured reaching. What was, I figured what was happening is wh- whoever that was like put their hand on his shoulder yeah, or, or gave yeah. him a, or something. And he was feeling that presence and he was just like, you know, but yeah, yeah. it looked like he could have, he was definitely having like maybe some trouble breathing or whatever. And I figured, uh, you know, that, that was his like daughter, right? No, uh, his, his no. Oh, you mean the that was he was he trying thinking to it was his? Yeah, yes, it yes. Was somebody yes. in his family, I guess maybe yep. his daughter or whatever that had passed on. And and not trying her. to give spoilers away, but when you find out what's what is, oh, what's really going on, what's yeah. really going on, and yeah, the end, the end like sequence of that, and all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that end sequence was was pretty legit. It was it yeah. was definitely creepy. I I loved when grandma came oh i mean it's yeah. it's it's they're they're really the story really <laughs> really didn't you all right over there tibu you need a nipple or what <laughs> you don't really I almost need... spit my beer everywhere <laughs> i saw that I'm sorry um, um, the story doesn't ahead. really meander all that much in in it i i, I don't want to get into the whole ending sequence but i thought that the introduction of grandma and everything, how they tied yeah. that all together. And yeah. yeah, it was a good, it was a good payoff. I mean, this movie is an hour and 26 minutes, so it's not like no some long so meandering. Concise. No, yeah. you're right. Dude, whenever yeah. I hit play and I saw it was, an, it was like hour 25 or whatever. Um, because this is on Shutter, I believe. It's I don't know if it's on Shutter. I know it's uh, on Prime, Amazon Prime for sure. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where I watched it then. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, okay, nice tight run time. And it didn't, like you're saying, there's, it doesn't feel like anything's wasted. Uh, mm-hmm. I, there's no, there's no plotting. I was never bored. Like, like boss yeah. tuna said, I never once picked my phone up. Yeah. Uh, and that says, and that says something it. because that says something because <laughs> we don't get any scenes outside of this house. You're right. Yeah. The entire right. movie is one location the house and courtyard pretty much that's mm-hmm. it so oh it. wow let's get into uh some final thoughts and in ratings question mark if you want uh we'll have we'll have uh, mark nato finish us off tibu um i guess i'll go first so i would definitely recommend this one if you guys are are cramming in a few you know trying to make your list for the end of the year this this one could potentially make it I haven't, I've listened to a handful of shows. I haven't heard this even mentioned. So uh, I would say definitely a gem 
find out, tune into our episode to find out if it's going to make either of our lists. I'm not going to give you my rating, but um, we'll just say it's going to be higher than a seven. That's the only hint I will give you. Super atmospheric. It's got some, the ending sequence is, is phenomenal. The last few minutes of it, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, a scene with, with grandma coming and they, they pee in buckets. I know that's one of Tibu's kind of things. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> what, but, what, and why is Mark Nato agreeing with that? What is happening? He, he knows just, what's you up. You seem like a dude to pees in buckets. Yeah, pees in buckets, yeah. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, he means it. He means it. All right, Tibu, you're next, buddy. Oh, man, I'm going to echo you because I really don't want to – I don't. number one, I don't want to spoil because I agree the ending and where the story goes and because of Mark Nato once again bringing us just – the goods, the goods, straight up the goods, like last time, man, two great films. And so, yeah, that, that's, this is why we, we need Mark Nato. Everybody needs some Mark Nato. Go check out the horror cast. Cause um, <laughs> I, the, the atmosphere is strong. The score is phenomenal. The acting is great. I, I don't want to rate it either because yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. coming in above a seven out of 10. So could it make my end of the year list? I'd, I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll have to see. But this movie is, yeah, go check it out. It's on Prime. I mean, yep. Yep. if you've got Prime, it's there. Yeah. Do you want me to come in? Yeah. Yes, let's, sir. Uh, I know. I know you've I, been. I don't want to like oversell it. You know, this isn't quite Del Toro level or anything. Uh, some people might think it might be a little bit too slow, too dialogue some people might say there's not enough gore. Some people might say there's not enough ghost. Like I, I like movies where what's scary is what you don't see. Right. We, we never see the full, you know, the entity or the team, whatever is happening there. You know, we see hand, we see eyes, we see, you know, and that stuff is, is just great to me. That, that is a, to me, it's a, it's, it's a sign of a director who knows how to craft a film. That's like um, Rosemary's Baby type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and and I don't want to interrupt you again, but what I will say is something like this. I, I like slow burns. I'm a slow burn guy as long as the payoff is there. Yeah. If, it, if, if it's enough to keep you engaged, I mean, are there slow points in this? Absolutely. But again, it's an 85-minute runtime, and it's a slow burn. There's enough to keep you engaged. And I really enjoyed the, the final act and the payoff for me was, was worth yeah. it. Yeah. And I, and I will give you a little, a little hint here. You guys were asking about my end of the year list. This is in my top 21 of 2021. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. Um, but again, I, I listen to tons of podcasts. I listen to every top 10 or top 20, whatever you know, best of uh, year that comes out. No one has mentioned this at all. It's just like forgotten. And let me, let me uh, give you a little a tip. This is what I do. Like I scour the internet looking for stuff. And, and um, one of the places that I've found is really good for horror movies that aren't out pretty much anywhere else is voodoo. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, it started out as uh, Fandango now. Yeah. And I was renting movies. You got to rent them. I mean, um, it's a legit site. And they had they had these movies that I was, was not finding anywhere else. And 
and then I believe Voodoo, who I believe is owned by Walmart, I think. Voodoo, it's a, it's a, it's a. They, site they used where you to can, be. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They may not be anymore. But Voodoo absorbed Fandango now, so it's the same sort of thing. But if you go on there and you just hit horror and you hit newly released, you're gonna find some stuff. Huh. Uh, I found several uh, movies. Like I saw this movie March, maybe. No kidding. March. Did you have to April. rent it? I mean, it. Do what? Yeah, I had to rent it. I yeah. mean, it was three ninety nine. Yeah. And you know that's the hardest problem I have, and I think that's hard problem a lot of people have is just. There's so many, like you said, there's 700 plus new releases of yeah. just four each year. And it's hard to figure out which they are because you log into a streaming service and it'll say 2019, but it's a 2021 new release. So it, it's tough. But I'll, yeah, I'll yeah because this, this film, The Funeral Home, is listed as a 2020 yeah, movie. But you look at, you look at, um, uh, you go on to IMDb and you go on to um, different, uh, like, your release date on IMDb January 29th 2021. Yeah. I go by I go by the when is it available to rent or stream yes. which is the same thing. Yeah. So no. yeah, I would agree with I would agree with that but they put that shit because of festival dates and yeah. whatever well, usually else if and... you click on it like I'm looking at it right now like it says August 20th uh, or August 21st of 2020 in Canada but it says Fantasia International Film Festival, Festival yeah. which is fun. Yeah. And then it says actually it's February 2nd, 2000. So I saw this in February, uh, February 2nd, 2021, USA. And it just says internet. That's when oh, yeah. it was available to stream. And it, it, I do that as well. Like, I don't like my favorite film this year. I don't know if you have looked on my letterbox or whatever. And that, that, and I've said this many times, but it's a, it's a, a film called Eight for Silver. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's a it's a film that I streamed. Uh, I believe it was the Sundance Film Festival, yeah, last yeah. January, and um, it never got a release. No, you were it's, the motherfucker I'm, that talked about it, and I was like, nobody I can can't watch wait it to see this. Yeah, and then yeah. now it's not coming out yet, and I'm like, Marknado! dude, dude, everything else from that festival has released. Violation, Coming Home in the Dark, all that stuff has released. Why, why is this film not getting picked up? I don't understand it. Uh, don't, I'm hoping don't, that it gets a release in 2022. Because that one, that's one badass werewolf film. So. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you. It, it's legit werewolf, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I got yeah. that. Is I got that there, from the... There is some sweet werewolf, like body horror. Oh, stuff man. And, and here's the thing. I've seen it once. Like because that's all I, I saw right. one, and I'm just I want I, I hope that it lives up, you know, to uh, what I remember it as. Um, I think it will. A lot of yeah. people were chiming in on that movie, saying who did see it like you did, and were like, "This is this is the best." So, yeah. and it's a period I, I, piece. I, I'm a sucker for period pieces, and uh, all, yeah. all three of us then, and and I'm a werewolf fanatic, so it's yeah. well. There you like guys it. go. You got a little insight into the funeral home and a little i guess i'd be insight on how we do our end of the year list so mm-hmm. we're both on the same page as far as um availability goes so mark dano introduce us to our next movie hello 
Spirit, spirit, you are called. Come to us and hide no more. Spirit, spirit, you are called. Come to us and hide no more. Spirit, spirit, you are called. Come to us and hide no more. This is the crossroads to another world. And once inside, your soul will be lost forever. I've had this bad feeling. There has to be some kind of secret out there. You really shouldn't have played that game. Time is running out. This is a movie that, that came out, uh, I believe it was in, I don't know, October. Yeah, October 5th of, of this past year, 2021. Uh, I had seen the poster art for this it's the last in and the the t and last is the upside down cross and uh what's it say once you check in you'll never check out what is the roach motel roach, roach motel i'm not sure what's going on so i was interested in it because it you know it came out i'm gonna watch it and oh my gosh i'm just gonna tell you from the get-go i love this movie I, I cannot, I cannot in any way put this in any kind of list. This is the room, yeah, of horror. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember the room that it was just like they tried to make this yeah. serious movie, and it was just so over the top bad. This movie, if you look at this movie, the cinematography in this movie is pretty good. I mean, this is not a cheap looking film. I mean, whoever directed it they at least had a nice look, but everything else. <laughs> I was, I was going to fuck with you guys a little bit and try to be like, Oh, I really love this movie, but. Well, I was watching it again to prepare and my oh, wife, you, I my really, wife I, really I, I commend you on that. <laughs> no, but this, this is a film. If you want to invite a bunch of people over and like drink, yeah and watch this film and laugh and like have oh my gosh uh, this it's about this girl laura she makes an unplanned stay at a peculiar hotel and is trapped in a life-changing game she oh, has God. amnesia too yeah she's got she has, has a car accident she has amnesia and she just wanders to this hotel and and um you know it, it's basically like a ghosty story like what's happening spirits and there's crazy stuff going on None of it makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> it has a, a creepy doll in it. It's got, um, it's got this, I don't understand why it's dubbed. Why is okay. it dubbed? Oh, man. English speaking people. It, yeah. It's like those old Italian movies where even they when did the ADR English, after the fact, even when the English speaking actors, they dub. Oh, okay. I, that was a question of mine. So when I pop this in within three minutes, mm-hmm. I pause it and I'm like, Mark Nato, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like you did it this time. I was like, and I was like, last time we were a little bit confused because, you know, exorcism and hotel Acacia, they had, I liked them for different reasons. This one in the first two minutes, I was like, all right, well, the, the CGI completely drew me out. Um, yeah. She she gets in a car accident, and in the next three minutes, we have 
a Chevy truck commercial <laughs> and a fucking Dr. Pepper commercial at the same time. And they I'm had like, to get is, funding. Is that is that just oh oh man? And I'm sitting there. I was like, okay. I was like, I got, I'm gonna sit here and just try to enjoy it. <laughs> it was strange because the film was shot in a place called uh, Hengdian, and it's uh, the largest. It was film in Asia, right? Production in Asia. Yeah. Oh. But there are no Asian folks in this movie. It's they're all English speaking people. And you can tell that they're speaking English. Yes, they did. They went they back in. It. It, maybe they didn't have good um, audio know, sound equipment, equipment See, I, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't play. sure if it was dubbed or if it was poorly edited or if it was like the sound no, it, design didn't match up was, with the editing. From based on the way it looks, it was it was done after. It yeah, was I think it was post-production. That's what I totally. ultimately figured out or came to is it had to have been post-production. But well, hold on. You you guys brought up what um funeral home got on the B. What did this get? Like a two point yeah, something or another. Two point eight, which is Makes sense. you know, again, this I, is not me saying I love this movie like I because, hear, because of I its hear artistic why you love qualities. It. It's a schlocky second, man. We have a oh segment my. on the show I do where you watch a movie that's so bad it goes full circle to yes. being great. Yeah. There's have you ever seen Night of the Demon from 1980? Oh yes. Dude, yes. isn't that isn't that a so bad it's great? Yes, yes. And I don't I don't know if this is quite so bad it's good, uh, but I wanted more people to see it. It's so, so bad it's laughable. Yes. It's like you, you, you have to have a good time. Now, the, the guy who directed it is Asian. That's so what I was going to say, because his last name is Kuan or something. So I'm like, yeah. well, that's got to be the tie. And, and he's trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink into this bad boy. And <laughs> there, there, are, there are people at this inn and at a middle of nowhere. It's not explained why they're there. And the, the main actress is horrible. I mean, she's pretty, but so, she's horrible. So I was, wooden. Yes. I was like trying to think because I'm like, is, is the acting so bad because of the dubbed dialogue or is the acting just bad in general? I'm like, I, Both. I, I, there's so much in this movie. It's, it's like I'm just getting, you know, just handfuls of shit thrown at me and I'm trying to, you know, dip I and dive. <laughs> I think it's both. Like, yeah. you remember the scene? Near the end, there was a priest explaining to the people there. Oh, this is the, this hospital. is a movie that is the king of exposition dumps. Mm-hmm. Like there's like three or four scenes where it's like ten minutes of just exposition. All at the dump. end too, just yes. trying to. Yeah, this is what's <laughs> happening. Um, and there's a priest, and he's talking, and there's the parents and the little girl, and the little girl literally is dubbed by a like 40 year old woman yes oh that was so bad I, yeah I, <laughs> god bless it could, i forgot about get that. a kid to dub this it's took a five minute ten I'm minute like, scene. my, my six-year-old daughter could have done a better yes. job she oh did a better god. job picking the, the 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 movies for the the christmas episode <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly that's the kind of thing that endeared this movie to me i i can't i can't be for sure if he was trying to make a serious movie 
support if this is supposed to be this bad on purpose? I, I, I don't know. You, you, one theory I've come up with, and, and I'm not trying to side tangent, but like literally I'm sitting here waiting for you guys to join. And I'm like, how do I talk about, cause I was like, I'm going to kind of see where they're at as far as how I want to review this. If I'm just going to, you know, sit on the bucket, like in the funeral home and shit on it or what. But mm-hmm. one thing I was thinking about is I don't think there is a indie movies. Both of these are indie movies. One's great. One's not. I don't think there is a single indie movie I've ever seen that I've really enjoyed that just had, you know, fucking cgi that was done on an ibm aptiva 95 because that's uh, how bad this was it's it like was nintendo rough. graphics yes the 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 part where the rock is falling on her oh yeah you, you see her you see her and first of all she's like ah! yeah <laughs> you see this rock i'm like you, you she stood there for like 30 seconds and watched the rock fall you could have just moved yep you know what would have been a better practical effect is taking a 99 cent uh, micro machines car and having a camera panned out and throwing fucking sand on it. That would have yeah. come across more believable to me. I, th- yeah. I think a movie like this, uh, based on, on the context of what we're, our conversation, I think sometimes, and this might happen, well, no, it definitely happens more so in the indie world because they can get away with it. You can't right. really get away with it unless you're James Wan on a big scale. No. But uh, if you want to make a B movie and do it on purpose, this movie gets as close to, uh, at least to me, it gets as close to feeling like it could be a B movie, but definitely, in my opinion, was made this way on purpose. Because you no, don't have to make can't. things this way no. today. You I don't, don't think so. have to. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. believe it. Unless unless the director is really like himself or herself, I don't know who directed David Kuan. Uh, I, I don't think he is self aware. No, uh, I don't know. Really, I, it, it makes me think that that, that this maybe is, he's not. Maybe he's not. That's the that's yeah, the cool might part about either. it. I don't know. Like when you think about that Tommy Wiseau, I don't know what the guy's so. name is who did the room. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he thought he was making, yeah, like incredible art. You know, Lisa, he, you, you know, I mean, that you're guy, tearing me he, apart, Lisa. Yeah, he he thought he was making some good stuff. So it's it's very possible that this guy thought he was making the ultimate horror movie. Yeah. The only reason I the only reason is just because of how some of it goes, and it it's more it's also the the day and age and the technology available to people today that unless he a you know didn't just have the funding b wasn't surrounded by the right people pushing him in the right directions yeah this had a he, this had a budget of 1.8 million dollars which is ridiculously high for a indie type movie like this yeah, because Whoa. there's there's nobody in the movie that you're going to recognize so the the budget did not go to, you know, it, it wasn't like the original Halloween where th- they had to, you know, delve out a ton of their budget just to get Donald Pleasance yeah. For, yeah. for a day or two. You know, there's nobody in here you're going to know. So it didn't go to the acting. Uh, where did it, it, it didn't go? go to the special effects. Had to have gone to special effects, even though as bad as they are. So that's, uh, oh, man, that's, um, oh, I had something I was going to say. I was like, oh, this is good. I'm going to, I'm going to dunk on him with this. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, 
I also... Oh, I remember what it is. Sorry, I don't want to no, no, interrupt you, but I'll forget if I talk about it again. Okay, so the, the one thing I'll say about this that when I'm going back, I mean, there are a couple things I did like about this. I thought the hotel was cool as hell. It had some really great production design as far as with some of the, you know, the, the outdoor atmospheric, you know, lost in the woods kind of thing. And then they had a pretty cool old hotel. But another thing too is... The story, I'm not even going to say the story because that includes like some of the writing, which I thought was terrible. I'll say the idea and premise I thought was was good. I just mm-hmm. think it was executed piss poor. And oh. I have no problem, um, I would say, spoiling this. But ultimately, you find out she was in an accident and she's in kind of like a like a purgatory kind of thing for her to get her memory back to get because she's in a coma kind of thing and which didn't make sense like i don't know it it, and the guy that she's been hanging out with at the hotel is her dead boyfriend dead yep dead boyfriend that's trying to lead her back in i just feel a connection to you i just feel like i've seen you before (laughs) you know and then you get this 10 minute exposition dump in the woods you know about this is who you know stephen came back to make sure that you got your memory sacrifice like this makes no sense whatsoever and then um here i I laughed out loud so hard (laughs) when she got her memory of how she met steven and then you get like this three minute scene of them like you know walking through the park holding hands and taking pictures (sighs) and stuff it was like a dating app like commercial or something yes in the music that was playing yes that in the ending that the ending song and montage (laughs) and that was so laughable where i literally rewound it and i'm like because i I, i'm not gonna lie i had a hard time focusing on this and i was checking my phone and i might have lapsed for a minute there and next thing i know there's this like ending montage and dance scene and everything yeah. And and um, well, not dancing. I'm thinking of the last movie, but it was <laughs> the ending montage kind of deal. And that song was so god awful. I rewound it, and I like I, need, I had to watch that last like 15 minutes again. I'm like, what? Oh, oh yes, oh yeah. It, you know, I, I'm sorry that I that I <laughs> that no I no this movie. I'm sorry, you had to watch that again because I oh. you didn't have you know the work. You did have to. You but know what I the worst thought, part of all this is? What? That rewound is not a word. Rewound? It sh- but it should be. Is Rewound is not a word? It's, it's rewinded? Yeah. Rewinded. I hate that too. I hate, No, look, listen. I will always say rewound like Boss Tuna just did because, no, I'm not, I'm not playing oh. this, this word game. I'm yeah. not going to say I rewinded. I'm going to say I rewound. It sounds more That's right. right. Yeah. Right. Fuck that. And now you know. No, so, look, man, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad that we watch this. I can appreciate a bad movie. I really can, especially when it's done with love. And I think this movie was, is yeah. it, is it going to be one that I go back to? No. no. Would I recommend someone watch it for a laugh and for a good time? Unfortunately, I'm sure David, what was his name? Kuan or something. Kuan. Da- uh, David Kuan probably might not appreciate that sentiment, but mm-hmm. Hey man, look at your movie and look at other movies. If I'm not mistaken, you. I believe the only way to watch this is a rental. 
And what I wrote down in my notes is the biggest tragedy of 2021 are people who are spending $3.99 to rent this. Well, you well, can get it. That's what I run for two ninety nine, oh. and you're still going to get ripped off. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, wait until this comes on some sort of a streaming thing. And and honestly, if it's if it's a a, a party and you want to watch a, a stupid movie that you can laugh at, you know, you're drinking with your buddies or whatever. That that's what this. That's why I picked this because I think some people might appreciate it for how funny you know unintentionally maybe funny it was that that's that's why i I picked it because i thought it was uh uh so funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would give this like a seven and a half on a on a on a scale of like let's let's watch something fucking fun tonight y'all and on i'm giving this a two well i'm giving it a two on a IMDb scale. is giving it IMDb you're too nice for once. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on, on a scale of real cinema, yeah, I would I would probably I, I would give it you're gonna be mad at me, Boston. I would give it a four. Yeah. I mean I still it, I had so much enjoyment though. Yeah. I can't you deny have, it. Um, you have this is gonna be for certain people. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna be for everybody. Uh, right. If you enjoy Troll Two, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, oh, something yeah. like that, Mailbox, uh, son. Yeah, you, you might, you might get a kick out of this. Um, don't don't go into it thinking like, oh man, this is going to be a really good scary movie. It's not, but no. <laughs> oh, I just no. man, the acting was so wooden. Like the <laughs> literally people like reading. It was they're bad. reading their lines. It was bad. And they're the pausing. Kitchen, the table scene when you meet everybody at the breakfast table. The dad. Oh what yeah. What was he doing? Yeah. Oh, are you talking God. about? Are you talking about at the beginning? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's there's two things I gotta. I'm gonna leave you guys with. One, one is for you, Mark Nato. So I have a, a a listener that I talked to not all that long ago, and one of the funny things he said that I never really thought about is. He told me, he's like, one of the things that I love the most are when you both absolutely shit on a movie, it makes me want to see it more than you both um, praising a movie. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. So the funny thing is, is like, we're going to make this director a shitload of money uh, with this episode. (laughs) That's right. We're going to be making compensation. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. This if he's raking in the tens download, of cents. He's going to have eight after this episode drops. You, you know what I want? I want this DVD, DVD to come out and, and on the back, like a recommendation from Mark Nato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mark Nato says. Dot, dot, Mark Nato of the horror cast. Mark Nato of the horror cast. Yep. <laughs> if I the ever greatest make experiences a- of the year. You know. <laughs> if I ever make a film, I'm going to have you watch it. Because I know you will. Right. And, yeah, and right. He will. He will. Because right. he watches all of them. Hey, yep. Listen, the guys. Listen, listen horror, directors. Man. If you're listening to this, let me know. You, you can put whatever I think about it on, on your on your cover. You Come on now. I will definitely. If if you say, no, I'm not even. That's I wasn't leading this up to like he says it's the best. No, you could tell me, Travis. This movie is a steaming pile of dookie, and I'm gonna put that. 
on the in the bold quoted yes. text. Martin yeah, says, you'll have people be like, if it's that bad, I got to check it out. Yes. Yeah. The last I'm thing- one of those people. A lot. Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of people are, are shitting on Matrix Re- uh, Resurrections. A lot of people are. Me. me either. And I, it, because so many people are, I really want to watch it now. Yeah, I haven't see. seen it yet. But yeah, I, I've heard good and bad things about it. Hmm. But I'm not one of those like, I don't even remember the second and third Matrix. Oh, I do. I'm I remember the twin ghosts and Matrix Revolution or whatever. I don't I remember, remember it all. all. I mean, I remember the first one because I saw it 50 times when it came out but like honestly in order to watch in order to to watch the new matrix revolution that's what we were talking about cole right before we started i have to go back and watch the the first same way i got even i I remember i'm a i'm a a one-up larry on you on this one the new bond movie came out and i'm like i love all the bonds it's been a while i started back with 1961's dr no Oh, you did! Oh not. my God! I swear to God, I watched. Which one I are you on? 1961's Doctor No, and I'm at Quantum or uh, yeah, Quantum of Solace right now. So wow. you're about to be bored for a while. No, dude, I love. If if I'm being honest, and we're fucking derailing even more, my all time number one film series ever, ever, ever are the Bond movies. I have no problem dude. watching them. Hey, yeah. you want to hear? Oh. You want to hear something criminal? <sighs> You've never seen any of them. None of them. Are you? Oh um, man! And I'm a and I'm a cinephile. Okay. Yeah. I watched, I'll tell you yeah, this: Kurosawa to Kubrick, but yeah. I've never seen a Bond film. Wow. I, I like Connery. Dalton was okay. I am not a fan of Pierce Brosnan. Roger Moore. Roger Moore was okay, yep. but Pierce Brosnan, absolute, absolute crap. That, that I is... like Goldeneye, but you're right. Him as a Bond was. Eh, yeah. I like Goldeneye quite a bit, though. But, but who do dude. y'all who do y'all think should be the next Bond? Should it be? Oh, should it be uh, Superman? What's his well, name? They already said who it was going to be. Did they? Oh, it's a it's a fact. It's the chick. Oh uh, no! It's, yes, it's the the black chick that was in this last movie. Oh, oh I haven't well. seen it yet. Mm. Dang it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my guess. <laughs> I mean, if oh, they do oh, that, it's a look, guess. I'm, I'm oh, okay, okay with representation and stuff, but look, I if this character be has been around for 60 years and he's a female or he's a male, let him stay male. Right, right. And he's I don't be care. A British male. You know, somebody I thought would be good for it is uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah, there is there is buzz around him being it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be on board with that. So, all right, yeah, well, let's reel this back in. Dapper guy. So, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> nope, nope. The, the one thing that I'm going to leave Tibu with, Mark Nato, and all of you listeners, before, if you haven't seen this movie, before you watch it, go on to IMDb. There's only a handful of written reviews. Read the one that's an eight, and it talks mm-hmm. about how... The female lead of this is going to be the next, I think they said uh, Jennifer Lawrence, if I'm not or mistaken. Julia Roberts. Or Julia Roberts or something. Yeah. R- read. Says, uh, Nicole Kidman and Julia. I've got it up right here. Oh Nicole my God. Kidman yes. and Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, oh, I, I Martinado, did you write that review? I did not, but I'll tell you this I know who did. You want to know who did? Yeah. David Kwan. Yeah, right. It, director. 
girlfriend yeah emily hall something hey you know what you know what then that's a supportive director good for him yeah it it, oh power to david kwan make another one man keep on making your masterpieces david that's right you keep doing it buddy hell yeah you know what just blows my mind is we have like the very first ever directorial effort from Ari Aster was that short, the, the meet the Johnsons. And then he's just gone on to, I mean, is there any way Mark Nato of digging yourself out of a hole like this? Is this guy ever going to do anything? Yeah. Uh, he would have to surround himself with good writers and, and people who could, could, could help him with, uh, uh, you know, editing the thing and because ch- let's let's face it, the movie, besides for the special Te- effects, it didn't look bad. I mean, I say, technically it was good, but yeah, it, I mean, you're right. It did. I, I don't know. I thought the color, the coloring was pretty good, too. I mean, it was really yeah. bright when it needed to be. And yeah, that's what drew me in. And look, I am. I'll tell you this. A movie can have a good story and stuff. If it looks like trash or sounds like trash, I can't wait for it to be over. You, you lose me. Like, I know there's a lot of people that, that enjoy that kind of guerrilla filmmaking and, and they'll watch the, you know, all these movies that I watch. Honestly, I'll know usually within five minutes, if this is going to be a good movie. No shit. And most of it is, um, the look of it you know yeah. if it has a cinematic quality to it if it has you know uh, if the if the sound sounds good or if it sounds like you know the people are talking in a hallway you know with the, you know it, it just depends that, that that stuff i can't get past that like you know, i made movies you know, like that when i was in junior high with with our super eight film you know I, I, hmm. not, i'm not looking for that i'm looking for something that like somebody did that knew what they were doing but that's just me some people love those things that 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 old school stuff yeah i I can dig when the film looks raw and grainy but but i respect what you're saying too and um (laughs) i don't know yeah much much love to people out there that are making their thing regardless of you know how it turns out tommy wiseau or the david kwans of the world yeah, but see, even even Tommy Wasser or whatever, I mean, the room didn't look bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying that like uh, oh, you I don't can't know, have man. like a like a grainy <laughs> look to your film because there's cert- there's a certain type of film stuff that that's great and that's fine. But like 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 Evil Dead, that the OG Evil oh, Dead. Oh yeah, that that, that's awesome. Film. That's awesome. Yeah, but that you also have to know like what what year that came out and you know. Or or two thousand nine's House of the Devil that that movie had a great grainy oh, look to it and that was a more yes. modern film too though but that's a that's they, a, that's yeah, a, such Ty a West cinematic knew what he was film. doing yeah 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 I wish I should get I sh- I should give you some um, names of some films that uh, ones that I'm talking about you know instead of just I, you know. have you ever watched a film a horror film more specifically that you wish looked older than it was so it would l- enhance the look in a way. The, the, uh, the, the original or the uh, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
oh, with, with Jessica Beale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, I, uh, I, uh, Bernarski, Andrew Bernarski was Leatherface. I love yeah. that that remake. And I, 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 yeah, man, I feel like that movie does have a good grainy look to it, even though it is modern. But yeah. any Rob Zombie movie? Any you know, Rob Zombie no, movie? No, I just wish all Rob Zombie movies. I know. I, 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 I die I, in a fire. Oh, you don't like them? What? <laughs> what? House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, at the very least. No, I mean, Devil's Rejects doesn't. It doesn't. Now, no, the only one that that kind of got me was the um, House of a Thousand Corpses, and it was, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It was just too much, too much redneckery. And then, uh, actually, to tell you the truth, a- my favorite movie of his, and you guess what Lord it is? Of Salem, Lord, Lord of, of Salem. Salem. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. You what? Know yeah. So. Well, yeah. uh, Tibu, anything you want to leave us with? I'm, I'm just, again, thrilled that Mark Nato is on the show. We had some, some good discussions tonight. And everyone, check out both these movies. They're worth your time, both of them. Mark Nato, uh, anything you want to leave us with? Make sure you pimp your show and, and your uh, recent episodes with the Fridays. Yeah, you're not Fridays, the uh, Nightmares. Nightmare, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm one of the co-hosts of the horror cast, and like we were talking about earlier, as we uh, we've been banging the episodes out now for I think seven years, maybe eight years. I don't know what it is now, but um, we just we just we're about halfway through our uh, actually a little bit more than halfway through our Christmas series, and we just got backed up. And my idea was to do all these before Christmas because we were going to call it, we called it a nightmare before Christmas. I'm going to stop you right there because we finished our summer of the dead series like two weeks ago. So yeah. 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 No, you're, you're, you're in good company. Yes. <laughs> our summer yeah. of the dead became the Christmas of the dead. That's right. And it was just, it's, they're too good of titles to just leave around. So you're just going to push forward. So if you like the nightmare on Elm street movies, uh, we talk about those and, We've got people that that hate them and people that love them on the show, so it, it's a, it's a good conversation. Um, and we will be having our top twenty one of two thousand twenty one coming up here in the next week or two. Uh, so give that a listen. All right, I can't wait to hear that shit. I'm yep. sorry, I just gotta say, really can't wait. Everyone, check that out. Mark Nato. You usually get a few a few hidden gems in there from from. Oh yeah. Us, so. Mark Nato, OG, Revenant Vin, OG, uh, Horrorcast, check him out. One of these days, we're going to have to get Vin on 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 with one of these with us. Hey, um, I think that would yeah. be kind of fun. I'm sure he'd love to do it. He's a, he's a, he's a busy guy. He's a teacher. So he's always yep. like grading papers and stuff. I'm like, reading books. Him the summer. Reading books. Video, do, doing YouTube videos on these book reviews about swords and shit. Like that guy. Is, yeah, he, he loves trades. He loves Vikings and yep. history and all that stuff. Yeah, I he, bet he can't wait for the Northmen. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and uh, I think he liked the Green Knight, too. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I, I, I love that movie. It's not a horror movie, but it was a good movie. Yeah. That's a smart guy for you. Mm-hmm. Revenant Vin. Yep. Check them out, guys. The horror cast. So we're going to hop back into the RV. And we are going to head down the road to the drive-in. We've got a double feature coming up. We have The Company of Wolves from 1984. 
guys, ask Vin on that show. That's one of his favorite movies. Oh, no kidding. I swear to you. The Company oh. of the Wolves is one of his favorite This was movies. not planned, I promise. This was not yeah, I'm planned. I'm just saying. Ask him. I mean, he, might, he, might, he might be willing to do it if he's, uh, if he's got some time. Sorry to interrupt you. Yep. No, nope, you're good. The the double feature, the double bill is The Company of Wolves, 1984, and Caliber, 2018. So good film. Stay, stay tuned. We'll be back with you before you know it. 